0: first clause of Proverbs 27 and 20 is fool. Fool means to satisfy completely. To satisfy completely. And also you Notice in the first clause that the writer reveals two things that are never fool. The first thing he mentions is hell. And, and, and hell is a complicated word in, in scripture. You have different words in the Old and the New Testament. The primary words that you have for for hell based upon Hebrew and Greek are Gehina, Hades, and Sheol. And some of the meanings of hell are based Upon things that were happening before Christ, and some things are based upon, uh, or some meanings are based upon what happened after the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. For instance, in the Old Testament, hell, in one sense, was deemed the waiting place. That's the reason David said that God would not leave his soul in hell. The waiting place. But then the the ultimate meaning of hell that we specifically know is that it is the Eternal dwelling place of the unjust, of people that have not received Jesus as Lord and Savior. Now, contextually, the primary meaning of hell has to do with the grave. Especially the abode of the dead. Hell or the abode of the dead is never full. People are always and, and, and will always die. There are some people that that cause their own death. Or some folk that will allow something or somebody to kill them. As Christians, we are determined to die according to the scripture. The Hebrew writer revealed that it is once appointed for a person to die. So we are set on Dying when God says, it's time for you to come on home. We we are determined that, that we are not going to try to rush our death. Or allow something or somebody to rush our death. We are just going to wait on our appointment. But the primary thing that I want you to get based upon the text is that people are always dying. It happens all the time. Hell is never fool, Just never. Let me show you something, though. I need to show you something. Let's go to uh, Psalm chapter 9. You really need to see this. Psalm chapter 9, verse 17. The wicked shall be turned into hell. Now this not only speaks about the wicked dying and going to the grave, but it also speaks of the wicked going to hell in that they will spend eternity in it and the hell that they will spend eternity in is a place where the fire is never quenched and the worm dieth not why does the worm not die? Because they're constantly tormenting the wicked that end up in hell. See, it's connected. So, even though it's talking about the grave, we have to understand that, that if you do die without Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, You will not only experience the first death physical but you will experience eternal death. Where you will be turned into hell. You'll go further than the grave. Everybody has to die Physically, as far as our body, but you do have an alternative. In that you don't have to be turned into hell, <laughs> or place of eternal punishment. You can be received by Jesus into another place that starts with an H, but it sure ain't hell. <laughs> Never. I had to throw that in so you went oh hell is just the grave now the text is talking about the grave but understand the hell that the grave represents based upon the old testament it leads to eternal death or hell for the person that has again not received Jesus as Lord and Savior. Not just Savior Lord and Savior. But notice also back in Proverbs 27 and 20 the second thing that he mentions that is never fool is Destruction. Destruction has to do with ruin, damage, and death, but it also has to do with personal downfall. When you allow Sin to cause you to go from decrease to decrease. For the Bible tells us the wages of sin is death. What? Yeah, the wages of sin is death or destruction. You start going down. And down and down because of sin. That's the reason you see folk that are using crack going down and down and down. Why? Because crack is a tool of the enemy that causes a person to sin. And again, the wages of sin is now, I just use crack, but there are a number of tools that the enemy will use in order to destroy us. Do you know neg- negativity can kill you? Fear can kill you. You you can be so apprehensive about something and, and stay in that vein eight hours a day, and eventually. It'll kill you. Even something that people says is good, like a pill, eventually it can kill you. That's the reason it's important to know the will of God. Because some things we, we do that we think are okay, but they are in complete contrast to God's will. Some things that look good are meant to kill you. Some things that feel good are meant to kill you. Y'all ain't ready for talk like this. But remember, but remember what the text has said. Hell and destruction are never full never satisfied. And see, the enemy is tied to destruction. Remember what Jesus said in, in the first part of John 10.10, the thief comes not before the steal, kill, and destroy. The enemy is not only diabolical but wise when it comes to Destroying people. The Bible tells us that that we need to be wise as a serpent. But notice in the book of Genesis 3 how the devil appeared to the first man and woman as a serpent. He appeared with wisdom. But it was evil wisdom. All wisdom is not good. There, there, There is a wisdom that If you receive it, it can destroy you. You staying with me? And so I have to be careful because I want to make sure that I don't end up destroying myself. Let me show you something. Go with me to uh, Proverbs 18. I think that's where I want to go. Proverbs eighteen. And notice the first clause. Well, no, no, we're going to read the whole verse, but especially notice the first clause of Proverbs eighteen and twelve. Before destruction, uh-huh. the hard choices, uh-huh. mindset of man, uh-huh. a woman, uh-huh. is hard. Faulty, proud, arrogant, but especially selfish. But notice it before destruction. Before destruction, you're choosing what you shouldn't choose. Before destruction, you're not listening to anybody, you're doing what you want to do. You mean if I don't heed the word, I can be destroyed myself? Yeah. Notice again. Before destruction, the heart of a human is haughty. He can't tell me. He put his pants on the same way I put my pants on. But but is he telling you based upon his insight or God's word? That's what you got to ask yourself. Is Is this doctor telling me this because he really wants to help me? Or is he telling me this because he's used to telling everybody the same thing? Is she telling me this because she wants something from me? Or is she really my friend? Before destruction, the hard choices of man is hard. I'm acting arrogant, and that's gonna be my downfall. Choosing the wrong thing, and that's gonna be my downfall. You know something that took me a long time to learn that you can't make nobody do right. Hold on, I ain't through. You can't make nobody like you. And, and when I learned it, I said, well, you know what? I might as well not get mad because she don't like me. Well, he don't want to listen to me so well. Peter wrote First Peter 5 and 7, just cast your cares upon God. I'm going to let God handle this. I ain't going to worry myself. Because that can also destroy you. Because there's a choice. It's a choice that you allow how somebody feel about you to affect you. And that can kill you. I don't like the way Realm breaking this stuff down. Well, he have to break it down? I I have to make sure I fulfill Jeremiah three and fifteen. Give you some knowledge, and what? Understand. Which equate wisdom, but it has to be based upon the scripture. And and so I I have to be to the point to where I know that I can destroy myself because of bad choices. Because of the wrong mindset. I have to know that, that if I'm haughty, proud, arrogant, I ain't hurt nobody but myself. According to the text. Y'all all right? Yeah. But back in Proverbs 27 and 20. Uh-huh. Again that first clause. Two things that, that are never full. Hell and destruction. Now, I want to show you what Habakkuk said about it. the two. Go with me me to uh, Habakkuk chapter 2. Now, go toward Matthew. Go toward Matthew, and and, uh, you're going to get close to Matthew, and then you're going to see Habakkuk. That's how I find it. I just gave y'all a preacher's secret. Yeah, Habakkuk two. Now, no, this verse is talking about the unjust or the wicked. And notice this, Habakkuk two and five. Indeed, because he transgresses by wine, he is a proud man. And remember, we just talked about haughty. Haughty and proud are synonymous. And he go, and he does not stay at home because he notice this enlarges his desire. But but I want you to notice notice what's connected here. He enlarges his desire as what Hail. and that's what hell does. You remember hell is never what fool. Hell has a desire. The grave has a desire. Because Satan and demons are trying to take as many folks to hell with them. Satan and demons have a desire. And notice, hell's desire is to enlarge. It's a broad way, or a way that has been enlarged. That a whole lot of folk are going down. It's not that narrow way. But it's an enlarged or broad way. But notice as we go on. Here in, in uh, Habakkuk 2 and 5. And he is like death. And death, of course, represents Destruction. But notice this. And cannot be satisfied. You, you know how powerful destruction is? De- destruction is so powerful to where it will use a Christian. You'll be amazed at how, how Christians are used by. Death or destruction by saying things that they know they have no business saying. What did Solomon say in Proverbs 18 and 21? Death and are in the power of the... T- destruction is in the power of the- Yet you can destroy somebody with your words. You can destroy yourself with your words you don't ever allow a report to cause you to destroy yourself read it but don't allow anything to come out of your mouth that is in contrast to the will of God and if it bothers you when you read it tear it up Get rid of it. And change what needs to be changed. Hell and destruction are never full. But then he brings up a comparison. I want you to to go with me to Proverbs 27 and 20. I want to read it again. Notice the comparison. So the eyes of a man or woman are never satisfied. don't get tired of looking. To the point to where sometimes our looking goes to another level. What to two or three levels. You, you have Roman eyes. Eyes just Roman just trying to see everything. Then you have staring eyes. You see something that, that, that really got you. You'll notice if you get the if your eyes get to Roman and you get to staring, the next thing that will happen is that your mind will start connecting with your eyes, and then your body will join the party. And you can have have staring and roaming eyes on a Monday. But if something grabs your attention on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You will use them same eyes to roam and stare. Because human eyes are never satisfied. You got to control your eyes because if you don't, your, your eyes will start looking at stuff. You, you have to actually to learn not, not to look at something that looks good, but you ain't got no business looking at that. And don't be trying to act like it, it ain't some things that look good that you ain't got no business. That don't look good. That's the devil. No, that ain't the devil. That look good, and that's just that's just something nice. But you just ain't got no business staring at it. Is what at a nice woman and give her a compliment. But it's another thing. Look at you. Look, you look good. Yeah, you. Oh yeah. Woo, you look good. But but notice the text. The eyes are never what? Never. You have to check your eyes. And I don't care how shy you try to act. There are certain times, ain't nobody what? You just, you shy. <laughs> the eyes, literal, are never, but even the mind. Because figuratively, the eyes represents our perception based upon our senses. We'll keep smelling something. Yeah, we will. We'll keep thinking about something. We we ain't satisfied with with, with the answer we got. We we just keep thinking about. That's how some folk mess up their healing. God be done told you is well. But you can't let it go. Because of what you see. Because of what you're thinking. You are being controlled by your senses. You should just accept what God told you. But your senses keep fighting your deliverance. Fighting what God has told you was going to happen, and, and so you're not satisfied with with His stripes. I'm here because your senses won't allow that to happen, and instead of putting your senses in check. You start listening to your senses. One of the worst persons to listen to sometimes is yourself. Woo! Then, then Then if you got yourself together, one of the best persons to listen to is yourself. You just have to know yourself. If you're not in a good place, you don't need to listen to yourself. If you're in a good place, you need to listen to yourself. And you don't need to be around folk that ain't going to tell you the truth. Because folks that are not going to be honest with you will mess up you and your senses they will mess you up y'all listening to me yeah. senses are never satisfied so you got to do something about your senses some, some of y'all you know you don't just been to the point to where it, you just turn away from what you ain't got no business looking at even though you turn away you still thinking about it <laughs> but eventually it'll pass But you have to do something about your senses. Because they're always going to be cutting up. Because, again, the eyes are never satisfied. Your senses are never satisfied. You can eat cake. And you know you, you not got full eating that cake. Know <laughs> you fool. full. You even sitting there, oh, man, I'm full. That 15 minutes passed. You, you done it. You done got a little belch and you just, 15 minutes, I'm paying a little belch. I think I'm going to go down there and get me another piece of cake. You want a piece? (laughs) The eyes are never satisfied. And so you have to put your body under subjection. You have to let your senses know no, we, we're not going down now. We, we, we'll get another piece tomorrow, but we're not going down now because now I'm full and it's 10 o'clock. <laughs> then, folk who let their senses control them in reference to their eating are quick to say stuff like, I don't eat that much. You don't have to eat that much if you let your senses control you. But you can eat enough that will mess up your system. And it has nothing to do with you being being big or small. You just following your senses and you do that is going to mess up your system. The eyes are never satisfied. Got to do something with these eyes. Got to do something with these senses. Because if not, I'm going to start hating on myself. God, I shouldn't have did that. You had to go get the cake. Then when you got it, yo, you just, oh, God. Oh, my stomach. Lord, I shouldn't have did that. God, how come I'm so? You start attacking yourself with your mouth. Destroying yourself with your mouth. But when you understand that, you know what? My eyes are never going to be satisfied. And my senses are never going to be satisfied. I got, I got to keep them in Check. Yeah. Y'all all right? Yes. Can we take it further? Yes. Let's go to Ecclesiastes. Lord have mercy. Let's go to Ecclesiastes. Y'all stay with me now. Stay with me. Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes. Which is. A good book. Written by Solomon as well. The proverb writer. Notice Ecclesiastes chapter 2. Verse 10. Woo. Now this, this, this is one of the wisest men that has ever lived. But notice what he says in Ecclesiastes 2 and 10. my eyes desired I did not keep from them good God so you mean Parno, solemn yeah naked women I, I, I did it whatever my eyes desire. Now now get this. He knew he had the power to check his eyes. But he didn't. And and he admits. I I love this about him. He admitted. Whatever my eyes desire, I didn't hold him back. This verse is not limited to Solomon. Ain't nobody home, Lord. I need to make sure. Let me go downstairs. Anybody down now? Hey, 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 hey. Well, let me go upstairs. Hey, y'all up down? Hey, hey, hey. I've been wanting to see that thing. And you, you're at home by yourself, but, but notice guilt. You usually cut it up to about 50 the volume, but now it's at 10. But you're looking at something that your eyes been desired. To see. Look at, what, look, at, look at what this man says again. You got to check certain things. Whatever my eyes desired, I did not keep from them. You don't have to be porno. It, it can be look. Man, I wonder if Jack still tastes like it used to taste. They always talking about how good that corona is on the beach. I wonder if it's that good. The danger is when, when you desire something and you taste it and you like it, you'll start making excuses to keep. But they have certain things, like it or not, you got to keep your eyes from doing. You never should allow your eyes to be to the point where whatever they desire, you permit it. Because your eyes will never be satisfied. Your eyes. My eyes sanctify. No, your eyes ain't sanctified now. I don't know how you got that deep talking about your eyes sanctified, but your eyes ain't sanctified. <laughs> I'm too old to be looking at certain things like, like nice, cute women. No, you ain't, you ain't that old. And there's nothing wrong with looking at any person, but it's when you allow your eyes to go beyond the norm. Y'all good? Yeah. All right, I'm going to work with it. We've got to bring Jesus in here. Yeah, we are. we got to bring Jesus in here. Let's go to Matthew, the sixth chapter. I'm getting ready to close it. We have to recognize again that our eyes are unsatisfied. And don't ever think that, that you are above temptation. The Bible is clear. No one is above temptation. My wife would never look, uh-huh, yeah. I know she wear that hat, and I know she have on that, thing, that scarf covering her and all that, but yes, she will. Well, she tell me I'm the one all the time. Yeah, you the one at that moment. But let me tell you something. If she get the staring. And yield to temptation. You got to check your eyes. And your senses. And sometimes daily. And don't try to act innocent because the Bible is good. All hell sink. Who? All. And come short. Of the glory of God. You can't say nobody will never. You can say, well, as long as she stay in the Word and think, talk, and do what she's supposed to do, she's going to be good. Backsliding is called backsliding for a reason. And sometimes it ain't, it ain't that you backslid, it's just that you just fail. We were dancing last week when turning in victory, leaping for joy. Now we're talking about unsatisfied eyes, which is nothing to shout about. No, it's something that we have to put in check. But notice what Jesus said here in Matthew. Chapter six, we'll start at verse 22. He said, the lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. Darkness represents. Sin. Light represents. God or the word. Of God. If I got a bad eye. Which based upon the, today's teaching. Is an unsatisfied eye. That means that eye is going to be able to control. The body. That I make you do things with your body that you desire to do that's in contrast to the will of God. Them senses that make you do something, not just this literal eye. You, you can listen. Marvin Gaye, uh, who was who? Who knew? I don't know who knew. I know some of y'all know. I have to. Somebody, he always going back to Marvin Gaye. Well, that was that was what was happening in my time. I was in the "Let's Get It On" time. I know y'all don't know nothing about that, but that but that was my time. I'd have been saved thirty plus years. I ain't. Wasn't no rap when I was. But whoever is popular now, you can get to hearing that, and even though you don't know the latest dance, you'll start dancing to what you hear. And if you look at it and open your body, and your body gets in line with your eyes or your senses. You'll start feeling like doing what you're hearing. Jesus, they looking at me like I'm, I'm saying this. Look, at this. look at this one more time. Y'all hold on. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is, help me, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad or unsatisfied, not some of your body, your whole body, inwardly and outwardly, will be full of darkness. Your whole body, or being, not just talking about the somo of the physical, your being will be full of darkness. You'll be ready to do a little something, something. You ain't got no business doing. You'll be ready to think about a little something, something. You ain't got no business thinking about. You'll be ready to sing along with the song that you ain't got no business singing along with. Yes, 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 and some of us have done it before. I used to work at Sony. When I first, I, I never forget when I first got saved. I was, I was out there and just, yeah, they, and they would play music all the time, boy, just play it all the time. And sometimes I find myself, oh God, forget, I, I don't repent it. I'm just telling y'all before I go there. I have repented. I have repented. Boy, they'll be playing some songs. They go way back, break. Right? They go way back. And I'd be finding myself. Oh. <laughs> and I had this guy that was next to me that had been a Christian for a long time. Hey, what you doing? <laughs> I said, man I'm sorry I, said, I just thought about something for a minute <laughs> you be tell you something you get in certain predicaments you don't know what you may find yourself <laughs> see, see stuff like this is often overlooked and not broke down and folk just try to teach it from a religious standpoint but this is, this is live right here Your eye can't control your whole body. There are things you see that that you can think about for days. Even weeks. And the more you think about it, the more your body starts responding to it. Lord, Reverend. Reverend telling the truth, ain't it? Let's go on, though. Seal in Matthew 6. Uh Verse 23. Notice again. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, then he asked this question. How dark? How dark? how, How great is that darkness? What all you been doing? How far have you took it? How great is it? The amazing thing. He he talking to his disciples. Because see some folk. When they get saved. They they think that. They are immune from certain things happening. Oh, you're not. And you'll get a wake up call throughout your Christian life, to let you know, oh, Lord, I still got to put my body on the subjection. Oh, Lord, I shouldn't have stopped praying. Let me get back to prayer. Woo, can't hang around her no more. Can't hang around him no more. Them wake-up calls. You You just got to obey him because we do stuff, say stuff, because of our eyes. Literal and figurative. Y'all still happy? Yes. Let's go to John. Let's go to the book of John, chapter one. I'm closing. Y'all ain't got two and a half messages. Y'all ought to be happy. I hope. Hope you've got. I gave you a nice rhema before we started because I knew this was gonna be. This was gonna work on us, but but it helps, doesn't? It? Because in order to walk by faith and not by sight, you have to know the dangers of sight. Again, sight is a beautiful thing, but you have to know that sight is limited. And after today's message, you you need to know that you have to check your sight. But John, the first chapter, we'll start at verse 1. St. John, chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God, the word was. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. Talking about the word. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. That means the word had light that will be able to help who? Men. That's the we come and get the word so we can have light. Because we don't want darkness. Hold on. I'm going to start back at verse 3. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was? And the life was the light of men. And ain't that the truth? He came that we might have? And that what? But then notice verse 5. And the light. Or you can say Jesus. Or the word. Shines. In. The darkness. And the darkness. Did not. Comprehend it. Darkness didn't understand. And when you don't comprehend or understand something the way you should. Because of the sin nature. We were born into sin. You'll start resisting. Rejecting. And even disagreeing with it. Why? Because you don't understand. You can't comprehend. And so you start fighting it because it's not logical. It comes to give you life. Uh Come to put light in you so darkness won't kill you. For the wages of sin is death. But when you fight it, (laughs) because you don't comprehend it, it ends up destroying you. The very thing that was sent to save you becomes your enemy. And because of that, you will allow your fight against it to kill you. Again, the wages of sin and death are destruction. See, every time Jesus brings forth the word, even if it makes us uncomfortable, it's to help us. There are messages I teach and preach. I'm, I'm the first one to repent. And start thinking, talking, and doing according to what has been put on the table. Nobody is above the word. Even Jesus the man lived by The word. You can't fight what God sends to help you. I try to break it down so so you can understand it because I don't want it to be to the point to where you fight it when God sent it to save you. Even if God sends forth a word trying to give you light trying to To give you life. And you don't want to do it. Don't fight it. Don't fight it. If you don't want to do it, don't talk against it. Don't speak against the word. Even if you don't want to do it, you say, well, yeah, I know what Pastor said is true, but I don't want to do that. Do that, but don't fight against the word. Don't fight the word. You can't fight it. Don't, well, don't fight against You can fight it, but don't fight against the word. Pastor told the truth. I need to get myself together, but I ain't ready yet. Even if that's your testimony, but don't fight it. And some folks be thinking, well, he's saying like he's just teaching. He's trying to talk. Let me tell you something. The word hit everybody everybody. Don't you never think that, that it's just about you. No, it's everybody's story. Guess who we start with? The preacher. Start with the preacher. Notice again this, this verse and I'm done and I'm, okay, I'm done with it. Remember we we're talking about unsatisfied what? John 1 and 1 again. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. And he was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. And without him was nothing what? Made. He created. He created what? Everything. Everything that was made, the word made. In him was light. And the light was the light of what? Your life, if you're going to have real life, it's got to be based upon God's word. If you're not living based upon God's word, that's not life the way God intended for it to be. That's powerful. Isn't it? God knew exactly what it was going to take for us to live a life. According to his will. And so he sent Jesus to give us light. Sent him to give us light. As Jesus said again in John 10.10. I am come. So you can have life. And that more abundantly. But notice again because this is the emphasis. Based upon my subject as I, as I continue. Verse 5. And the light shines. He gave them the word, showed them what, showed them how to think, talk, and do things on earth. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. How can he say that and? This happened. That don't make no sense. And that's the problem with society right now. They, they look at the Word of God and say, "It don't make no sense. And see, the enemy is so intelligent because he, he came up with something that, that people all over the world relate to. Use common sense. And then God turns around and says, look, I told you because you're just to live by what? Faith. Because common sense, to a degree, contradicts God's word. There are certain things it, it don't make no sense to use common sense with. There are certain things in your life it don't make no sense for you to use common sense with if you call yourself a Christian. It contradicts. God tells you you're healed, but then the report says otherwise. And see, that's the reason in the New Testament and the Old Testament, it was put on the table before God's children. Not before sinners, before God's children. Whose report you going to believe? Because because they, they have had the light shine on them. But they act like they cannot comprehend And that happens now. I can teach a word just like this. And somebody will come up and say, Pastor, I need you to do such and such. And in my mindset, I'd be like, didn't you just hear what I taught? So why are you up here? Why you come back to my office? Don't you know what I just taught? Why are you back here? I just taught that. You didn't receive it when I... Because that's what it says, right? If I'm teaching deliverance and you come up here and ask for deliverance, I just, I just taught that. So if you didn't believe it when I taught it, what, what makes me think you're going to believe it? Now y'all think I'm mean. See, you, you can never be to the point when he starts shining that light that you don't receive that light. He he shined it. it, it wasn't that, he, he shined the light. It wasn't that they didn't understand it in the sense to where Jesus was confusing them. They didn't understand it because they were trying to make God's word into something logical of something that made sense with their senses. That's the reason they couldn't comprehend it. And see, we went through that phase where we tried to make what Jesus was telling us sensible. And it just didn't make no sense from a sensible, from a human sensible standpoint. But then again, if he God, he created everything. He is not the one, or his word is not the one with the problem. We are. Man has created this whole little system. And a lot of what has been created is in contrast to God's will. And so we try to live between the two. You don't do that. You put God first. Amen? I'm going to stop right there. Let's get back.